Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast Live. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and there's no John Johnston tonight. Uh, he is traveling. I believe he's going back to Nebraska uh, for a family funeral. Uh, so uh, we wish him safe travels. If he's listening to this or watching live, I don't know. Uh, but we wish him the very best. I did promise a guest that was sure to be of interest to you Chatterfields. The uh, Some of you will love this decision. Some of you will say, hmm, you've seen enough of him. And others are going to say, who in the world is that? It is my privilege. It is my honor. It is my contractual obligation to bring in uh, a, a one-time regular on the Five Heart Podcast, and now he's uh, he's he's done. He, he he's off on his own thing now, and uh, um, I can never remember what when you have a TV show like Happy Days, and then they have you know the spinoff. He's doing a spinoff. Oh, it took me a while to get there, but please welcome uh, live. From Monday Night's Therapy with John and Todd, <laughs> our very own Todd Wolverton. Hello. Uh, you have set expectations embarrassingly high. and uh, No, I said that you might piss some people off. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm sure. I, <laughs> sorry for the disappointment, everyone. I think I was the only one that said yes. <laughs> you, were, you were my second try. You were my second ask. My... My fir- my my number one uh, declined. He's, he was also traveling. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, so, uh, how how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. It's good. been uh, kind of a grind for the last couple of months, and uh, you know, it's it's starting to slow down a little bit in time for the holidays. So, uh, hopefully, I'll. <laughs> I'll have a little more energy. When you get my age, it takes longer to get back up, I think. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, football season's winding down. You know, it's kind of that time of year when getting ready for tournaments and other sports and stuff. So it's it's an exciting time of year. It, it needs to be noted uh, as as well for the Chatterfields as well as for you, Todd. Uh, is is I was informing Todd. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the Five Heart Podcast uh, when it's all said and done. I do try to listen to Monday night therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you probably know, and Chatterfields, God bless them. Certainly know that these shows have been running long and uh, five heart podcast starts at least an hour later than Monday night therapy. And, and uh, Todd's got a pretty strict bedtime. He has to <laughs> adhere to, he's got to take his Metamucil uh, and he's, he's got to be in bed uh, by 10. So uh, <laughs> it is our, our goal to have, have, have everything done. Put put the bow on on this show by ten o'clock central tonight. So, um, with that being said, <laughs> it's great to see uh, the, some of the wild guesses that were in the comment section already. Um, Nebraska struggled. They struggled at home this past uh, Saturday against Maryland. Todd and lost a lost a home. As as I've been learning, watching uh, things like uh, Welcome to Wrexham watching uh ted lasso they lost to darby and uh um it wasn't pretty Uh, five turnovers in the game um and and a 13 10 loss and nebraska still searching for that elusive sixth win um yeah i i tell you i was at the game on saturday with my dad and um you know honestly it was um it was not an edge of the seat type of a game, but, you know, it was certainly was a frustrating game watching the turnovers, but it, it seemed like we always, we still had a chance and, you know, obviously proven in that drive that Chubba Purdy led towards the end, you know, there was opportunity, but, um, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've just watched Nebraska football shoot themselves in the foot so many times. Um, you know, I was not convinced that we were going to walk away from what was it, the five yard line with points on the board. Uh, I, I don't know. It was a weird feeling, but, um, well, yeah. you, 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 uh, um, brought that 
into reality. It's like a, a self self fulfilling prophecy, you know, like Oedipus. Um, by the way, Branson Chab uh, is here tonight, and he gives us four ninety nine and says, "Good to see you, Todd." <laughs> well, thanks, Branson. <laughs> and uh, uh, we got some other questions here. We will uh, attack as we go. And uh, this week, folks, we will towards the, in the latter half of the show, we will make sure that we get our Young Guns uh, uh, Team Jack donation out there. Save that for for now. Um, but it, there's been much discussed about the play call about uh, that that drive that eventually led to an interception i'll tell you what we have three very consistent quarterbacks three quarterbacks got in last saturday each of them threw at least one interception that mm-hmm. is that is rare we we are breathing rare we are shitting in high cotton my friend I was. I've asked if that's a record. Has, did anybody else have three quarterbacks that have all thrown interceptions in the same game? I mean, I'm sure maybe it has happened, but um, yeah, I, I don't. You know, that play call at the end, are, man, as successful as they were running the ball down the field, I I think taking one more shot. And I, I I don't question Coach Rule's decision to go for the win. You know, I mean, and what I mean by that is going for the touchdown. Right. Um, I, How you go about it. I- exactly. And, you know, I I would have been frustrated if on third down, if they would have just tried to position the ball to you know, on third down to enhance their chances of a field goal. It's going to be a short field goal anyway. Um, but, man alive, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, yeah, I got nervous when it looked like he was going to throw the ball and eventually did. But. And, and it's important to note. So, about the time that you and and uh, John were wrapping up Monday Night Therapy, Haas and I were recording Coronation Overreaction, and we talked about that play. And Haas broke it down as is really uh, only an X's and O's guys uh, guy like Haas can. He said that, and and I think Rule uh, confirmed this in the Monday pressers. That was supposed to be a pass to the back corner. You yeah. know, supposed to be one of those that it, it, it's either incomplete or it's a touchdown. And yeah. there really shouldn't be another option. Uh, the way Haas described it in, in rewatching it is Malachi Coleman's supposed to uh, slant in more, um, but got got to you know a, a physical defensive back something like that from Maryland kind of bumped him off, got him off the route, and then he didn't really recover from that. Things like that, I do really think you can you can learn from and you can coach better. And and I think that's that's what we're this team has made a lot of strides uh, so far in 2023. Now we're not across the goal line yet, um, you know, pun intended or not. Um, but we've drastically cut down the number of uh, penalties. Our defense is playing at an exceptionally high level. If we could cut the turnovers in half, you know, this is a very different uh, football team. And, and we run into this problem on the overreaction show all the time. We, we, what if ourselves to death, you know, like yeah. if this, if this, you know, goes this way, or if this happened just a, a little bit different and we, I know I have to stop doing that because it's not fair. Um, but it, you know, it, it's, we're, even though we're sitting at five and five and we've got, Arguably, you know, a couple of tough games that we go on the road to Camp Randall and we're home against Iowa. So we none of these are cakewalks. I still feel like this team is really positioned very well to take a big leap from year one to year two. I think so, too. Um, I I think a lot of the things uh, that a successful program needs to have in place are being put in place. Um, you know, we talked early in the year before the season started about Coach Rule coming in and putting uh, a program in place. All of those people that are behind the scenes, you know, um, that structure exists. And, you know, I think that as people continue to function and operate as a system, uh, I think a lot of things are going to take care of themselves that are going to enhance the program. Now, it still comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, you still have to have the players out there on the field, and those players have to 
perform effectively. And, you know, one thing that we haven't talked a whole lot about is when you take a look at the last three games, minimal penalties, right? Minimal. And, you know, it wasn't that many years ago that our primary bugaboo was penalties and especially penalties at really inopportune times. It was the game in East Lansing that they had a clean sheet uh, yep. because there was the one roughing the kicker that got declined, uh, kicker or, or punch or whatever it was that uh, uh, Spartans declined. So that I did the research on that, and it, the last time that Nebraska had gone penalty free prior to you know almost two weeks ago now was 2006 against Maine. That's almost 20 years. Of, yeah. of penalties and like you said a lot of them coming at, at some of the worst times uh, let's talk about the Jimmys and Joes real quick Here, here's the thing before I put this comment up uh, by by Fred uh, so everybody just you know hold on <laughs> um, at times all three of our quarterbacks play brilliantly however they will always and only be remembered for the costly mistakes i think yep all right um so let's see fred says uh i keep i get keeping them off uh, balance but still putting it up within field goal range with your third string quarterback not great uh, not great um and then husker jpg says could have run another minute off the clock and got the lead terrible decision and you deserved to lose i'll tell you what that was a game that both teams want I mean, deserve to lose that that was not a, a team of of who's that was not a game of what team's going to uh win but which team's going to screw up more you know um yeah look at the statistics there neither nebraska nor maryland truly executed collegiate football at a level that either of them deserve to win well I, i'll tell you something too that i thought was kind of interesting and uh, again, something that we haven't talked a whole lot about, but uh, or I haven't heard people talking about it. Two weeks in a row, Nebraska has played against incredibly undisciplined teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Michigan State may be an excuse with an interim coach. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't think we should necessarily put it that way. But you think of the, the penalties that Michigan State drew at, you know, important times in the game. But I'll tell you what, for as long as uh, Maryland's coach has been in place there and him having a team that was, you know, one of the dirtiest, um, one of the cockiest uh, teams that I've seen play in quite a while. Uh, And, you know, the penalties were just insane, you know, that they were drawn. And, um, you know, there's there's a reason why, you know, they, they have some talent. Um, Maryland has some talent. Their quarterback may be one of the better quarterbacks we've seen this year. Uh, but if you're not going to play a disciplined game, you're going to lose games. So, Red Sacco says Michigan State and Maryland both play like Pelini led teams with the penalties and stupidity, and we still lost. Well, Fred, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I mean, that one's also right there, Fred. Um, all right. So we have. You know, this is while we're talking about penalties and, and uh, turnovers. Uh, Branson Chab asks uh, a bit of a layered question. Do you think uh, the primary Big Ten West teams will largely clean up the turnover issues next year? Um, <laughs> Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and so on. I mean, that's hell, that's half the Big Ten West teams, or I guess almost half the Big Ten West teams right there. Um, I, I think Nebraska will. I think Wisconsin will. I think Minnesota, you're going to get – more of Minnesota. Um, and I don't know how bad they are with turnovers this year. Obviously, nobody's as, as bad as us, which means we're number one. We're number one. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I don't know if if Minnesota's in the same boat. Um, I think Wisconsin will be improved, year, you know, from year one to year two, just as Nebraska is just who's going to take that bigger leap. And I really do think, again, that, that we are uh, – with full, not in a full. We've had a full off season. We're we're almost exactly twelve months now into Matt Rule, but with I don't know more reps, more more 
practice more. I don't know. I do think that everybody's going to improve in the offseason. Yeah, I I hope I hope that the turnover situation improves. But you know, the crazy thing is, is that you know, it seems like turnovers are are something that all of a sudden out of the blue your team struggles. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, it, sometimes it just happens and you shake your head. Um, you know, Barry Switzer didn't used to worry about turnovers uh, back in the day when they were hanging half a hundred on people. Uh, unfortunately, Nebraska can't hang half a hundred. But um, I would I would like to think, you know, that, um, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of questions about quarterbacks, and I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably talk about that in a bit. But, you know, um, if Heinrich Harburg is back and if he plays a role – you know, with the team next year, I think his turnovers will, um, I think he'll cut down quite a bit because he's going to have more confidence. Um, he's he's going to understand the offense better. And I don't think he'll feel the pressure like he's felt the pressure this year. And, you know, um, so I, I think there's potential there. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a point of emphasis. You know, it's going to be. You mentioned uh, hanging half a hundred. Fred says Nebraska can't hang half a 20, which if you look at the scores this year, <laughs> statistically, that is false. All right. <laughs> Let's not be so negative, Fred. All right. We're all in this together. Half a 30. Um, <laughs> incremental improvement, as we like to say on the overreaction show. Uh, <clears throat> you're right. Lots of quarterback talk. Let's get to it. We will talk about Wisconsin, obviously. Um Let's see here. Let's talk about the most uh, timely, I guess, or at least most time-sensitive, I suppose. Uh, Living in Omaha's David Matney says, question, if all quarterbacks were healthy, which one would you like to see start this Saturday, Todd? If all of them were healthy. All are healthy. All our quarterbacks are sitting there 100%. I I think – I think – I would say, and I can't—I almost can't believe I'm going to say this. I think I would say Heinrich Harbert. Um, if you had asked me this question last week, I would have said Jeff Sims, you know, because he said, "Which one would you like to see?" And I had been campaigning for Jeff Sims to have another chance. He got it, and when. <laughs> You know, the fumble that he had and watching that replay of that fumble when he's going to be continue to be that careless with the ball. Um, you know, he was carrying it out there like a loaf of bread uh, at the point of contact. I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to defend Jeff Sims. So I would say who would I want? I would want Heinrich Harper if they were all healthy. How about you? Well, before I get to my answer, we do this like we do uh, predictions. I always go last for whatever reason. Um, Joel Tilson says Chuba Purdy. And Mr. Uh, Living in Omaha, David Matney, also says would go with Purdy. Uh, and I would I, – I tend to defer back to Heinrich Harburg. I really do. Um yeah, he's got more turnovers than Purdy, but he's got a hell of a lot more playing time. I also think, though, if he struggles, if there's another injury, you almost have to go uh, Purdy. You know, I, and I hate to say I hate to bypass Sims. I know Sims was, was brought back in, um, you know, was brought here. But Sims has a career of turnover issues. Uh, as Joel says here, Joel Tilson, says, Sims has no confidence. Like you said, there, w- there, were, there was not the – uh, what the five points of contact? Uh, we like to say there was no, uh, I, there was no eagle claw. I don't know. You were at the game, so I don't know if you caught if you ever, ever went back and watched the the replay of the telecast. I watched. Uh, I saw clips of Sims fumble, and you know, uh, that's in my mind it was inexcusable. 
It was inexcusable based upon what his performance had been earlier in the season when he had opportunity to play, opportunity to play, that he didn't take better care of the ball. And, no, I, you know, we is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about? No, else? no. I, I just didn't know if you ever watched the replay of the of the broadcast on yeah. TV. Did you Not watch the, the very beginning? Did you watch it? Did you see the very beginning where uh, the on the field uh, announcer was was talking about Nebraska practicing the eagle claw grip on the football to to make no, sure that I they didn't, didn't fumble? That. I didn't now, see that. We, but when the when the announcer has to come in and explain, yeah, they're trying to teach guys how not to fumble the football, and it's the tenth week, tenth game of the season. It's not a good start. Well, you you can tell that they've worked with a lot of those guys because. You see a lot of them carrying that ball awful high. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and overemphasizing. And, yeah. and so, you know, some guys have gotten the message. So, Husker JPG says that uh, uh, Purdy with a groin is a bad bet, not fair to Purdy or his health either. Um, and Fred uh, re- reiterates, Purdy looked great, but how healthy is he? Uh, Fred also says, Harburg, Sims, healthy or no, God no, under the lights of Camp Randall, he'd give them at least 21 points or more. I, I tell you what, Fred, I wouldn't be surprised that he will be the one who starts Saturday night. Who's that, Harburg? No. Sims? Sims. Interesting. Uh, I guess it all depends on, on uh, Heinrich's was it ankle foot sprain, something like that. He's got a high ankle sprain, and um, he is going to travel, but they're also taking Longville. So they're going to have four quarterbacks, which would indicate <laughs> Purdy is – we know Purdy, if the kid's already, for the most part, scheduled to have surgery at the end of the season Why? for his Why groin injury. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's not 100%. And, um, you know, I don't know that it, whether that injury is – is that one of the cases where, you know, if you can stand the pain – go ahead and play. You can't hurt it any worse than it already. You know, I don't know if it's one of those kinds of things, but I, I believe that, well, I don't know. I, I just, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Fred says, it sounds like it'll be Sims. If it is, it's already lost. Now let's not jump to conclusions. You know, Jeff Sims, this might be his hero moment. Could yeah. you imagine? Uh, I, I I can imagine because I've you know I've seen the kid be successful. You know, we 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 forget that in that Minnesota game, <laughs> he moved that team up and down the field. Mm-hmm. And didn't finish it a lot, but didn't finish. Didn't finish, but he moved the team. Joel. Uh, uh, reiterates a comment that I made more than once uh, on on X or Twitter uh, this past Saturday during the game. Wildcat formation. Um. <laughs> who's going to, who, who's going to, who's going to be in that role? Are you, know, you're going to, I mean, we're, we're down to our four string running back. Um, Emmett, you know, um, I don't know that I trust Anthony Grant to hang on to the ball. I, you know, I, I, think, I think it's just a piss poor situation. <laughs> it, it's it's not ideal. It's, it's not, not ideal for for a first for yeah. first year head coach or a head coach in his first year at the program. Um, <laughs> living in Omaha, David Matney says it's like saying Fred won't make funny comments. <laughs> um. And uh, let's see. I do agree with with James' comment here. The sun shines on a dog's butt once in a while. This yeah. Saturday could be could be the day. Could and, be and the, the day. dog's butt. Could be Jeff's. I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> um. Oh, here Jack the Ripper's back. Now we haven't seen Jack the Ripper in months. I don't know where Jack the Ripper originates. I mean, uh, aside from the obvious. But he says, you guys are so thick. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that is a uh, compliment in many cultures. Uh, Only Nike-sponsored teams have any hope of being a champion, and NU ain't one. I mean, it's a fact. We do have Adidas contracts. 
This is the dirty little secret about the Fuskers. I believe you spelled Huskers incorrectly, Jack. Um, I don't know. Jack, I, you know, we, we have to point these comments out, too. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. Um, uh, Dave Manny says, I would trust Grant before Sims. Now, come on. Let, let's let's pull like let, let's just be like Michigan the second half and just run the ball the entire time. Our offensive line is not Michigan's offensive line. I know, but I would love to see that. You would. I think I think in on Monday night you called you refer to it as a Nebraska fan's wet dream. <laughs> 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 All right, let's look at some of these other comments here. Um well, can I throw one up just to clarify something here? Um, yes. Uh, James Boardman said early on, uh, "Hooray, you kneecapped Cooper DeGene. I, um, I actually, I actually uh, highlighted that for future. But yeah, let's get to it. Um, I am in hiding. Um, I. Only because it was public what I said, but I never did reach out to Vito and Tony. Um, <laughs> I was not able to reach them. <clears throat> and so I am not going to take the blame for Cooper DeGene being injured. Um, yes, two weeks ago I said that that might be a good idea and that would give Nebraska a chance if you took away Cooper DeGene, uh, and and perhaps someone might want to hire Tony and Vito to to do that. Um, but I, full disclosure here, I I did not make that phone call. Um, so if if someone else acted, um, I am I am not a party to that conspiracy. I don't. I was never blaming you, Todd. I know better. Um, let's see. I'll I'll tell you what, um, I feel bad for Cooper DeGene. (laughs) The kid is incredible. And as much as I hate the Hawkeyes, um, he, he, there's, (laughs) he creates a huge hole on the defense. Obviously, uh, he's a threat to go the distance anytime he catches a punt. Um, and, uh, you know, Nebraska didn't uh, – he wasn't on the field last year against Nebraska. He got injured the week before. So um, that – I know we're, we got the Wisconsin game, but that is a huge, huge loss for, for Iowa, which, you know, maybe they'll get whipped this week. I think that's one of the requirements. Like Nebraska has to win both games, Illinois has to beat Iowa, and then we could still have some kind of crazy seven-way tie in the Big Ten West. Something like that. Um, there was a Big Ten West specific question here, and I don't know. We'll have to go back to it. But Fred asked this one earlier, and I got I to gotta know. It says, Greg, if Todd asks you how tall you are, don't fall for it. Any any uh, explanation on that one? I, I, I don't know what Fred's talking about. I'm 6'11". <laughs> we, have, we have broken bread. Uh, we have met in person. I tower over you. Let's calm yes, down on that six eleven shit. But but speaking of people who might be smoking something, um, Nebraska Strong says, "How about Greg starting as our walk on QB? Only if you want somebody who can't really run, can't really throw at that level, uh, probably can't fit into the pants." <laughs> I you know what. I'll, I'll just say it this way. Um, if you're looking for for Greg to have a role in the program, you might want to, like, you know, think of me more like a backup water boy. So, here you go. 6'11". I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. <laughs> 
there was one in here. There was a real. I got. I apologize. I got to scroll back farther up than I intended to. It was about the Big Ten, and maybe I already addressed it, but I do have a bad memory. I'm, I'm almost notorious for it. Um, no, yeah, no, I did. All right, moving on. Um, let's talk a little bit about quarterbacks real quick here. Um, I mean, we have been talking about it already, but uh, David Matney says, "What are our chances of adding a quarterback coach?" And Todd, you have a little bit more. I guess insight or at least more knowledge of the situation than I do. Um, I I would say I think it's a possibility. Um, you know, Marcus Satterfield is coaching the quarterbacks this year, and um, they hired uh, oh, was his name Wagner, um, the high school coach from Texas to coach tight ends, and that was done. I think I shared this on Monday night. That was done primarily. Uh, for recruiting purposes, to get a foothold, you know, a stronger foothold in Texas. And then Wagner got dinged for a DUI. He was out, and they bumped up an analyst who coached uh, tight ends at SMU last year to coach tight ends. Now, he is on a one-year contract. He's being paid just a little bit over $150,000. I think most people think he's done a good job coaching the tight ends. Uh, But, you know, Marcus Satterfield was the individual that was going to coach the tight ends, assuming they could hire a quarterback coach. And the one they were after is this uh, kid from, he is from Nebraska. I I can't think it was Jake Peets. Last name's Peets, P-E-E-T-Z. And, you know, he's with the Rams. I was going to say, he's with the Los Angeles Rams. He's with the Rams. So So I I don't know. I I would venture to say that Matt Rule and and Marcus Satterfield, uh, if they haven't had conversation, they may very well have conversation about hiring a quarterback coach. Um, Husker JPG says the tight ends have been a disappointment. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't. Borkatur, you know, started out real well. I know, you know, most of his uh, action came early on, but Thomas Fedoni has been I, I, maybe not quite as advertised, but he's also he had two injuries the last two seasons. It's really his first season playing, and he's made some stellar plays. I mean, I I, I don't have any complaints in the quarterback room, or in the, I'm sorry, in the tight end room. Um, some funny ones here we got to address. Uh, Living in Omaha, David Matney says, Sims or Greg? I'm going with Greg. Fewer turnovers this season. Um, <laughs> Fred says, uh, uh, fewer turnovers during the game, maybe more turnovers before and after the game. You're damn right. I do like a fine Apple turnover. Uh, Fred also says, uh, Greg needs to be QB. Then we can break another Husker QB record. First QB to split his pants in pregame warm-ups. warm-ups and, buddy, you ain't lying. I have a bad history with pants. All right? Uh, I probably the reason is because I also have bad history with food and beer and other <laughs> things, but, but it all leads to the pants. All right. So um, I'm a work in progress. Win the day, right? Win the day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fred says Fedoni has been okay, but many of the passes, he was double covered over the middle with passes behind him. Um Fedoni has to get better with his blocking, and he's even said that. Um, Husker you know, JPG that, says it too. Yeah, yeah, he's it's it's an area he has to improve on. Uh, let's see here. We got that one. Um, do you think Sims will transfer? Out? Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he's got. He'll have another year. I mean, he burnt the red shirt um, by playing this last week. Um, so he, he has another year of eligibility left. He probably won't go into the portal. He won't have to, because if he graduates in December, he can be a grad transfer, which is a little bit different kind of an arrangement. Um, I would guess that Jeff Sims is probably going to find himself at, uh, I think he'll be at an FCS school. Um, he will not be in a power five school. But I, I think he'll, or he might be at a, 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 you know, he may end up, you know, at a, at a high D two or something like group, that. Group of five, maybe. Yeah, I think I think he'll be with a group of five. I mean, you know, but Logan Smothers, you know, everybody wants to talk about why did we let Casey Thompson go? 
Why did we let Logan Smothers go? He he falls under the category of what have you done for me lately? I'll tell you what. Logan Smothers started the game uh, two years ago against Iowa and and had Nebraska in position to win that game. Um, I don't know what he's done. Is he down at Jacksonville State? I think Jacksonville State. Yeah. And I have no idea how he's doing this year. Haven't paid any attention. But, you know, um, I, 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 I didn't have a problem that big of a problem with Logan Smothers. So uh, let's uh, see. Nebraska Strong disagrees with me, but yeah. Logan Smothers uh, this year, again, 2023, he's 60 for 107, which is a completion percentage of 56.1% for 655 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. So, six touchdowns, I mean, realistically, he's right on par with the rest. Yeah, right on yeah. par and, and under 700 yards passing. I mean, he's right there with yeah. the rest of Nebraska quarterbacks this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Highlander Gunn says that I should try a kilt. You know, I was They're trying to figure school. out ways. Go ahead. I was going to say, there we got uh, stretchy pants from Joel. Uh, Fred says uh, Spanks for me. Um, but Highland, Highlander, Highlander Gun says a kilt. And I don't know who that frightens more, me, my wife, or everyone else who'd be around me. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a reasonable question. Uh, <laughs> I was at a school visit a few weeks ago, homecoming week, and one of the teachers was wearing a kilt. I thought it was funny as hell, but. <laughs> Nebraska Strong says, OMG, Smothers was a dumpster fire, Todd. Uh, I didn't think he was that bad, but, <laughs> you know, just one guy's opinion. Nebraska Strong also threw this one up here. Todd, when you played football, what position did you play? Believe it or not, I was a tight end on offense, and – uh I was uh, I was a defensive end and an outside linebacker. I also returned punts and kickoffs. So that yeah. was a few years and a few more pounds ago. Quite a few, quite a few. Uh, <laughs> James Marshall says Todd and Greg. That's a new combo. Oh, and we've been together every once in a while. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a regular thing. It's it's like. Um, like a nice seasonal beer, you know, you, yeah. you get it, you enjoy it for the time and then it goes away. Kind of like the McRib, except the McRib is trash. I'll well, say, I've said it before. The McRib is the deadbeat dad of fast food sandwiches. <laughs> well, I'll but tell you, it's, my, it's, it's time for my favorite seasonal beer right now. I'm not drinking one tonight. What, my what favorite, the, Shiner Cheer. Shiner oh, cheer. Holiday Cheer is a very good one. It is. That's uh, I've got some in the fridge. Nice. I've got uh, straight from Cooperstown, New York tonight. Usually Fred asks what I'm drinking, but I guess he's lost interest in my uh, personal habits. Uh, from the uh, Omegang Brewery. I don't know how well you can read that. It's Everything Nice. They also have an Everything Naughty, but I haven't been able to find the Everything Naughty. It's a strong blonde ale with seasonal spices and natural and artificial flavor. And it's uh, it's quite tasty. I'll say that. Hey. Greg, I just had one pop up here. I'm kind of curious. Maybe you know what's what Murph Dog Brewing Company is talking about. Did you guys talk about the behind-the-scenes fiasco at Wisconsin yet? I don't know what that is. I've heard there's a lot of issues on the team, you know, with uh, woe is me and a lot of negative comments about locker room culture and some of that kind of stuff, but I really haven't paid any attention. So maybe you need to enlighten us a little bit there, Murph Dog. I specifically wanted to uh, give Murph Dog Brewing Company a shout out because they're watching on two screens, which means that they're double crazy. <laughs> also, Murph Dog Brewing Company, where are you at? Uh, where can you know what kind of beer do you uh, um, uh, make, and, and can we find you? Because we, and by we, I mean especially me, like beer. Me like beer, as you could tell. <laughs> um, 
Fred Sacco says there are several bakeries around here hiring. Sims will be a shoe in until he drops the turnovers into the sewer on the way to his car. Fred. Uh, you 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 tagged that one, didn't you, Todd? I didn't tag that one. I didn't tag that one. <laughs> oh, I know I, I didn't. <laughs> Minnie, uh, just stopping in real quick to say go Big Red. Can't wait till we kick uh, Wisconsin soft behind. Apparently, many missed the portion of the show, which we were talking about my ample uh, backside. Um, so, Rowdy, Greg Mahochko, John the Snake, Johnston, and Todd Wolfman Wolverton, the Husker Three Amigos. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, oh, because I was in a kilt, I guess that's why I'm. I'm You're Rowdy. Going. There you go. Uh, now I got it. Good for you, Fred. <laughs> Is Todd going to watch John watch the Young Guns? Are you familiar with this Young Guns situation? I The only thing I know about Young Guns is it's a hell of a good wrestling program in Western Pennsylvania coached by Jody Stripmatter. So I didn't know that John was that big of a wrestling fan that he would go all the way to Pennsylvania to watch a bunch of kids wrestle. So, no, fill me in. You know about the movie The Young Guns, Emilio oh, Estevez, yeah. Charlie oh, Sheen, yeah, New Diamond yeah, Phillips. Yeah. Um, yeah. About a month ago now, maybe maybe five weeks, uh, someone in the comments in the, in the our beloved Chatterfields here made a Young Guns reference, and John jumped on that and says, "I hate that movie." He said, "I've always hated that movie." I said, "John, you had a brain injury. You used to love peanut butter. Now you hate it. Maybe now you love Young Guns." I'm not. Uh, so at the end of the show. The, the Chatterfields were putting us up and basically it became a, you know, for what's what's the price to get John to watch the movie? <laughs> and so we established a hundred dollars. If we could raise a hundred dollars, then uh, we'd we'd watch the movie, find a way to, to stream it, you know, watch it. Sure. With the, the Chatterfields here and uh, someone named Marcus who popped in for this show only. We've not seen him before. We've not seen him comment since. Did one of the super chats for ninety nine ninety nine, and then he was out. So what we're doing that that went over so well. We're actually and and we're not keeping the money. What we're doing is we're raising funds. We're going to donate with, at the time we watch Young Guns. We're going to donate to Team Jack. Awesome. So now would be a terrific time since it came up uh, that if you want to be part of the young guns team jack donation go ahead and drop a super chat in there a couple bucks you know whatever whatever uh feels good i i am keeping a tally right here uh which you can't see because of the blurriness but uh we are we're at 130 bucks now so um yeah if you want to be participating in that let us know uh let's see here you know i i would uh i would jump into that it's been a long time since i've seen Young Guns. I, I enjoyed the movie. You know, I, I liked all those guys that were in the movie, you know? I always wanted to be those guys. I I believe it. I'm sure for a little while you were uh, you're old enough to have been one of those guys. Yeah, probably. So, probably. Murph Dog Brewing Company says apparently the locker room culture of Wisconsin is bad. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> says I'm a home brewer out of Gearing, Nebraska. I've won two contests in the Panhandle since 2020. My beer was on tap at Flyover Brewing Company in Scotts Bluff this summer. Murph cool. Dog, I've heard great things about Flyover Brewing. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, one of my friends, one of our friends here on the show, Josh, has uh, has enjoyed your beverages because he lives in the Twin Cities as well. So I will I will check that out when I'm I, I I'll be back out there ugh, after the first of the year and uh, I'll have to I'll have to check that out when I'm there. In regards to uh, the ninety nine ninety nine from Marcus, Fred says Marcus beat me to it. He was just about to tap send. <laughs> um, James Marshall says I was eight when Young Guns came out and it seemed good then. Nebraska Strong says Todd, do you think we should go to uh, go to more of a two and three tight end set and fullback to give us more flexibility on offense? I expected that we were going to see that this year. I agree. Um, you know, when when we were listening to Coach Rule and Coach Satterfield talk, you know, preseason and stuff, I I expected to see some two and three tight end sets with a fullback, and we have not seen very much of it. So, 
Um, I'd like to see some of it. I think it might be a little bit more effective than some of the things that we've done. What I would really like to see, to be quite honest with you, is when we have short yardage situations, I'd like to see the quarterback under the center. That's what I'd really like to see. I don't understand why you put yourself in in the hole being back four or five yards. I just I don't understand it. I don't either. Let's go back now. Let's go back to the opening position. <laughs> this damn cough is going to be the death of me. Uh, don't worry, my life insurance is paid up. Um, but let's go back to the opening possession against Illinois when Nebraska makes the goal line stand, uh, not on one play but on two plays, and they're basically inside the one. They were under center, and Heinrich Harburg takes the snap, and it, with a little help from, I think it was Grant at the time, uh, just moves forward, just gets, you know, I think they got four or five yards on that. Just put, you cannot. You cannot be starting off in the negative. You can't be starting off at a deficit and expect to go forward. I just i I don't understand that. And it's not just Nebraska, but when Nebraska is the team that I care about, it pisses me off because you're you're making it impossible, making it so much more difficult on your offense by starting under center. I mean, by not starting under center. I I agree. I I I don't get it, but you know. I'm not a modern, I'm not a modern offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, and, and that kind of leads into this one here, Greg. You know, Greg and Todd, do you guys like the old triple option? Well, I loved watching the old triple option. It was, it was, it was wonderful to watch. Um, however, in this day and age, and again, I'm not, I'm not a strong enough X and O guy. This is where Haas would need to step in, but. You know, Army, which perhaps was running, you know, the current version of the option better than anybody else. They moved away from that offense because they changed blocking rules this year. And something about if you're blocking outside of the box or outside of the tackles, you can't block, you can't block uh, below the waist or something. It's something like that. And so, you know, Coach Monka and at Army said, you know, we won't be as effective as we need to be if we can't block uh, the, the way that we were accustomed to blocking. So I, I don't know if you can continue. I don't know if you can run that dinosaur anymore. Uh, Joel Tilson says wishbone would work. You know, I remember this. Now this goes back easily a decade, but when you had Amir Abdullah, Imani Cross, and I believe maybe Terrell Newby, don't hold me on us. Remember the diamond? Formation when you had three yeah. running backs, that was a thing of beauty, and we just didn't see it enough. I I, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Monica Mercer here, twenty dollars. I'm going to write that down. Twenty dollars to the uh, uh, Team Jack Young Guns Fund. For those of you who don't know, Monica, uh, uh, childhood friend of John Johnston, so she's a saint. Um, but she does quite a bit of the artwork uh, that you see on on the YouTube videos. So thank you very much, Monica. And uh, uh, thanks for putting up with John for all those years. He, even before, <laughs> even before Todd had the opportunity to, to know him. And, um, I'll tell you, y'all, y'all have paid your dues. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, Murph dog brewing company says, I think this is the game where we have to lean on our defense. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks now. We're only going to go as far as the defense can take us. Uh, but we should just run off tackle, even if they stuff us, and then play the field position game, get over the 50, and then start passing. So I I don't know if I agree with all that, but I do agree that you – know, I've said this before. This defense deserves better than what the offense has given them and some of the positions that the offense has put them into. I Murph Dog, I'm, I'm on board with you there. I – I think we would need to be very selective with the passing, um, but uh, um, God, it's horrible to, that we have to sit here and, and be afraid to pass the ball. But that's, I think that's where Husker Nation is at, unfortunately. All right. I'm clearing out some of these. Um, let's get to uh, this Saturday. We're, we're less than 48 hours now from Nebraska, Wisconsin. It's a 6 o'clock kickoff from Camp Randall, so people eventually are going to jump around. Nebraska has the 
ability, not just to become bowl eligible, but to win in Madison for the first time since October 8th, 1966. I was going to say, I heard 60-something. That's nuts. Um, yeah. I mean, realistically, the only time that they've beaten uh, Wisconsin since they joined the Big Ten was September of 2012. And we all know what happened just a couple month, short months later. Uh, this is uh, Wisconsin leads the series 12 to 4. They decided to make up a trophy back in 2014 to play for called the Freedom Trophy. Um, and and this would be a good one for Nebraska to get. Yeah. I, I, I would really like to see a win this weekend. I think it's possible they, that there will be. Um, you know, Murph Dog has referenced the, the locker room. Uh, issues up there. Um, and you know, I've, I've watched them play a couple of times. I've watched Wisconsin play this. This is not the Wisconsin that used to just embarrass us. Right. Um, you know, they, 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 they're still a decent team. They still play physical defense, but you know, they're not a dominant defense and you know, yeah. Let's think about, uh, Luke Fickle's their head coach and Luke Fickle, was the head coach when Nebraska beat Ohio State in the famed Joe Bowserman game. He was the interim head coach at that time uh, for Jim Tressel. Uh, he's bringing the air raid. It's it's having some difficulty getting off of the ground, I believe. Uh, and then the rumors and the reports that you hear about a lot of the locker room infighting, etc. Um, but Wisconsin has had Nebraska's number. I mean, yeah, almost exclusively. It would be nice to get one. It would it would be nice since we missed out on the the trophy that matters the most, which is the $5 bits of broken chair trophy. It'd be nice to bring some hardware back back to Lincoln uh by beating Wisconsin for the Freedom Trophy, uh beating Iowa for the uh not so ballyhooed uh, corporate high V Heroes trophy. Um but you know, just we got to have some confidence going into the offseason. We got to build up some momentum. Uh, and and I, I don't know. Um, I like this one from Fred when we're talking about the last time we beat Wisconsin. Uh, he says, John and Moses were, wore short pants last time we beat Whiskey and Camp Randall. Thank you, Fred. We appreciate a good old joke. Um, John's not here to defend himself. So next time, just say Todd. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Nebraska Strong says, Todd, would we be better off going with five wide receiver spread and then run a QB draw with spacing? No. Um, I I just – when the majority of the time when Nebraska has run a quarterback draw, they've had some success with it. Right. Um, I, I don't see uh, – with where Nebraska is, with the depth, lack thereof at the wide receiver position – I would not want to know who number five is that's out on the field, even if we are going to run the ball. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if Greg Greg is being quarterback, then Todd's probably going to be the wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this we got to we got to highlight this one here. This is not. Whoop, no offense. Sorry, Fred. We'll come back to you. This is not the Marcus, but this is a different Marcus. Who's given a super chat? Super chat for Team Jack. Writing it down. Read that comment for me, Todd. Uh, for Team Jack, the range of possible emotions for Saturday are so wide, either celebrating or crying. Um, and you could be tears of joy too. Well, let's just—I'm yeah. just figuring. I'm going to be crying on Saturday. It's either going to be tears of happiness or, or you know, tears, tears of joy of or tears of, of misery. Um, yeah. All right, so we have uh, this popped in dear god uh highlander gun says hey monica mercer can you take a young guns poster and put john's face on it oh to you know let's let's let this one play out in real time monica says yes i can i don't know why i needed to add the emphasis um and highlander gun says cool i'll spell it weird highlander come on now let's be better that'd be awesome especially with john's london hair his half haircut that he got. Uh, and Monica says, consider it. Done. I, Monica, could you do me a favor? 
could you message that one to me uh, through whatever channel and and not show it to John right away so that I can debut it here on the show when you have it done? Uh, and I really want to surprise Todd with that. Um, oh, it's not supposed to be London hair. It is long hair. So, um, yeah. So, Joel says that uh, uh hate seeing John crying in the shithouse. I agree with that. Um, let's see. Tears of joy are possibility. Yeah. James Marshall says Nebraska, Wisconsin should both be confident when looking at each other. The question is who can snap out of it first? Who's going to make the kind of like the Maryland game, honestly, who's going to make the least amount of mistakes? Yeah. I, I, I like where Nebraska's at, you know, compared to Wisconsin. I do, you know, um, Coach Rule has not lost the clubhouse, so to speak. Right, right. And it's, I think it's everybody's like, you know, you get you get that kind of dissension in the ranks. That that is a cancer that spreads, and it is something that is not is is not easily extinguished. I wish I, I knew more about what was going on. I love the comment that you made uh, Monday night about how you didn't need any more evidence. But you're positive now as ever that Matt rules the guy. Yeah. So yeah. I I just am so impressed. I'm so impressed with him. And you know, while we can, you know, second guess the play calling from Coach Satterfield, we can second guess, you know, a lot of other things. Um I think that. I mean, he is a football coach. He is a football coach. And he understands how to motivate. He understands how to put together a program and a system. Um, yeah, he, he's the right guy. A couple quick comments. By the way, now's a great time if you have a prediction to put it in the comments so we can get to that point so we can be out of here in time for Todd to go to bed. Uh her, Nebraska Strong says Herbie Husker start at, at a quarterback. Wisconsin will be totally unprepared. I say go one step further and do Little Red, uh, but that's just me. Uh, let's see here. Um, Joel Tilson kind of agreeing with us. Rules confidence is incredible. And based on a comment that I made, as quoted by Fred, who's going to make the least amount of mistakes? We say that every week, and then we make the larger amount of mistakes. Also a fact. And we yeah, appreciate you throwing consistent. it into my face. Consistent. Yeah. Uh, Fred, a little red at quarterback, at least his balloon body will suck up the ball like Pilo sucks food out of the carpet. <laughs> Fred, I want you singing the praises of Burt when Illinois beats Iowa this week. <laughs> no, we got some. No, look, they're, they're wins. Uh, it. But we got some depressing scores. Remember, I was the guy. I feel so bad. Somebody called me out. I wish I could remember who. Somebody called me out with the benefit of hindsight uh, very accurately when I said we'd beat Maryland something like 31 to 10. Something along the lines of uh, we're not going to score 31 points. (laughs) So that that one hurt my heart. But they were right. And so I have to recognize that. Look, we got a lot on the line this week. Uh bowl eligibility for the third week in a row and getting the monkey off of our back by beating uh, Wisconsin in Wisconsin for the first time since 1966. So by the way, 1966 was uh, what we call a winning streak because we beat them in 60 or uh, I'm sorry. uh, It was middle of a winning streak. We beat them in Lincoln in 65. We beat them in Lincoln in 73. Um, but 66 was the last time we beat them in Wisconsin. So um, while we finish up getting some of these uh, um, uh, predictions in, thank you. <laughs> James Marshall says the Illinois backup quarterback versus the Iowa defense will be intriguing. Uh, yeah, he you know came in for a hurt uh, Altmeyer and threw for 500-something yards in the win. That's pretty crazy. No Cooper DeGene. <laughs> Anything's possible with no Cooper DeGene. Um, 
Here you go, Todd. Question for you from Vince Watson. What is the number the defense has to hold Wisconsin to in order to give the offense a chance? Two. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Oh, this cough. If I'm not here next week, it's because I died from the cough. Uh, Fred Sacco says, if Sims starts or plays an extended period, Wisconsin 34-10, or Nebraska 10, if someone else a quarterback, Wisconsin, or, geez, Nebraska 17, Wisconsin 10. Uh, living in Omaha, David Matney says 13-6, Nebraska. Joel Tilson says Husker 7, Badger 6. Husker JBG says Wisconsin 31, NU 13, sort of like the Colorado game. That I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna write a receipt for that. There's one coming your way. Been you've been negative. You've been very negative tonight, Husker JPG. Shame on you. This is a positive show. We are five heart. Uh, Justin uh, is on board. He says Husker seventeen, Wisconsin three. Nebraska strong, Big Red five, Wisconsin three. Big Red gets the W on a safety. I would take it. James Boardman says, Wisconsin 27, Nebraska 9. I challenge the Huskers to prove me wrong with that reverse psychology. There you go, James. Yeah. Uh, Husker Bob says, 16 to 9, Huskers. Husker Chuck says, NU 11, Wisconsin 6 in an ugly game. Um, Husker JPG says, I have been negative. Sue me, to which I would respond, I ain't got that kind of scratch for legal fees, and it's not that important to me. I'm just saying, let's let's brighten our disposition just a little bit, all right? Life's too short to be negative all the time. <laughs> That's not how we end the show, Fred. It's not five wins is all you get. <laughs> uh, Nebraska Strong says, Greg, what should be the official beer of Wisconsin? Jeez, oh, why am I getting my damn states mixed up? Of Nebraska football. That is a great question. I'm going to have to think on that and come back with an answer next week, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Bush Light. I'll tell you that damn much. No. Kincaider's Devil Gap, that should get some votes. Here's what I need all the independent brewers of Nebraska to do. Send me a sample of your finest. <laughs> yeah. And I will make that determination. <laughs> some good stuff out of the brewery out at Seward. I can't think of the name of the brewery at Seward, but they've got good stuff out there. Uh, we used to have friends, uh, and I know they closed maybe even before the pandemic, but the Blue Blood Brewing Company there in Lincoln. Um, you know, I know that uh, I think it was after Brian passed, uh, a group of uh, coronation guys went down to the cellar that they had down there and, and just, you know, had had a good visit. Um, yeah. So uh, that's I'm going to I'm going to think about that. Nebraska strong uh, is is. Cornhead lager, I feel like that's probably a thing. Yeah, it is a thing, and it's okay. not too bad. And then you've got good old Nebraska brew at Zipline. So Fred, Fred says that uh, Cornhead lager is the NIL beer for Nebraska. I think Fred's. I think yes. I think that's right. So Nebraska Shadron is also where I learned about red beer. Uh, I'd not yeah, heard of red beer that's, before. That's really a Nebraska thing. Nobody in Illinois does it. They don't have orange beer as like a anyway. Uh, all right, Todd, I need your prediction. Then you have to go to bed. You know, you have forgotten that I hate predictions. It's been so a long time. My uh, my standard prediction has always been Nebraska thirty five. Whoever we play twenty one. Uh huh. Um, you want to hold that gonna, one? I'm not. No, I'm not going to hold to that. I'm going <laughs> to. You've inspired me. You've inspired me. Actually, actually, Joel's inspired me because he's nailed mine. Ham's Tall Boys. You damn right, Joel. Doesn't get any better than that. Isn't that a Minnesota um, brew? It is a Minnesota brew from yeah. the land of sky blue waters. Uh, comes a beer refreshing. Are you going <laughs> to sing me some more, Todd? Serenade me as I drift from to sleep. the land of sky blue waters. <laughs> oh shoot. Uh Nebraska's gonna win. And it's gonna be 14 to 10. Phil Spear dropping a uh 
late, late one here, Nebraska 17, Wisconsin 13. I kind of like uh, like 17-10 Nebraska. I think it's going to be a one-score game, which we all know uh, how those go. But I think I just eventually the floodgates will open and a, a rash of, of positive things that have been put off for far too long are going to go Nebraska's way. Yeah. We can't always give the ball away five times in a game. Yep. Something's got to give. And I think who what what time is better than now? And who better than us? Let's get the dub. Let's get bull eligibility. Let's get this Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin monkey off of our back. And let's be a little bit delusional. Because I'd rather be delusional and optimistic than uh than you know negative all the time. That's no fun. I'm a homer, damn it. I'm proud to be a homer. And so I'll 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 always I will always look this you can't tell. This is me saying Nebraska is going to go 15 and 0. All right. I'm I'm an unabashed, unapologetic homer. I'm fine with it. The regulars here, they're used to it. I don't care. 17 10 Nebraska. Let's go bowling, Todd. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Okay. All right. That or did you type something in? I did. did it? Okay. I was gonna say Joel, Joel Joel's tugging at my heartstrings. So story for another time. All right, all right. Uh well that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Uh we appreciate Todd st- sitting in tonight. Uh we know that John's traveling in, in, in the most unfortunate of uh circumstances. Um, and we, we hope that he travels safe. We, we, oh, we didn't even talk about this, Todd, mostly because it probably doesn't affect you. But next week is short week because it's Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. Um, let me ask the Chatterfields real quick here. Would you rather do the show on Tuesday night or on Wednesday night? I'm pulling more towards Wednesday night. Somebody answer in the comments. We'll, we'll decide from there. Regardless, we'll see you all next week on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, and and here at the Five Heart Podcast, we remind you each and every week, Todd, maybe you've forgotten, that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Todd? Go Big Red. Good night, everybody.